Welcome to the Evolved Athlete Podcast, where the best in the biz come to talk all things fitness, nutrition, overcoming challenges, to helping you on your journey to greatness. Let's dive into today's episode. Welcome. What's going on, you guys? Coach Pease here for a great lesson this week. This lesson's all about taking courage and developing confidence when it comes to getting success. You know, I've been really passionate about this lately, you know, working with everyone, doing their non-negotiables, working on making themselves better and trying to figure out what's going to be best for them and pushing themselves forward every single day. And, you know, it really comes down to this theory of, not theory, (laughs) this habit of confidence. And I got inspired by this earlier this week when I started listening to John Maxwell. And John Maxwell is one of those individuals who is – super inspirational, but he's doing so much more than just blowing rainbow smoke up your butt, right? Like he actually was a pastor for 25 years. He has led in many businesses and has been very triumphant in all of his endeavors throughout his life. And a lot of his advice that he gives is actionable. And so, you know, I I come off as like a Tony Robbins type person sometimes when I'm trying to be motivational. But the big thing about John Maxwell is that he is notorious for actually giving you actionable steps to be able to push forward. And in a recent uh, episode of his podcast that was actually a throwback to a talk that he gave years and years ago um, and close to the beginning of his tenure of what he was doing with his life as a leadership development uh, individual, he talks about the three top confidence killers. And the two, three top confidence killers, we're going to go through them one by one, um, are notorious for putting your ass in your place to try to keep you from doing what it is that you're most capable of doing. We all can be confident, right? One of the biggest foundational quotes that I love from John Maxwell is saying that, you know, leaders surely are born, but anyone can develop to be a leader. Anyone can be strong enough to self-lead. And oftentimes I think people get it misconstrued that, oh, well, to be a leader, you have to be a boss. You have to be, you know, a manager. You have to be at the top of some company. And that's completely untrue when, in fact, you are meant to lead your own life. And when you lead your own life the right way, that inspires, that shows courage, that shows discipline, that shows that you show up regardless of the temperature outside or what day it is, or if you're on vacation or if you're sick, that's what a leader is, all right? Holding true to your core values and to your principles. And one of the biggest, so let's start with the first confidence killer here that we deal with on a daily basis basis is poor self-image. And when it comes to poor self-image, this entails everything from your self-worth, your self-esteem, and, which, and your self-efficacy, your ability to achieve tasks. And this goes hand in hand with your ability to show up every single day. And if you have that poor self-image, you don't feel good about yourself. You constantly put yourself down. You don't think anything of yourself. You don't have a growth mindset. Then it's going to be very, very difficult for you to have that confidence that's going to be able to open doors to opportunities. And so what we really need to do is take the following steps to get out of the poor self-image because Although, you know, it's great to say, oh, you need to just smile more or you need to have a growth mindset or you need to, you know, see positive everything like that's great and all. But at the end of the day, that's just fleeting motivation. Okay, that's why when you listen to motivational videos, you might get pumped up for a second, but then an hour later, the motivation's gone. Motivation willpower per se doesn't work. We have to make sure that we are actually taking action to make motivation last and wire ourselves to being in love with the effort, with the process, with the journey, because that's what really is going to get us to the end. So rather than being a goal-oriented person, we need to be growth-oriented people to where, although sure, it's good to have goals and milestones, but we're always looking for what's next, what's going to keep us going, what's going to keep us growing to the next step and the next step and the next step. And that's 
going to help you fall in love with the journey and putting effort into every day. So the first thing we have to do is we do have to set smart goals in a way because we have to make sure that we're planning for what we can do week to week, step by step. And so if you are someone who struggles with poor self-image, then we need to set some self-goals for yourself. We need to say, okay, I'm going to practice some sort of actionable step four times a week at 8 a.m., to make sure that I get my mind right. And so part of what I have done to start this, and this can be something that can be used when you're trying to develop your own non-negotiable habits, is doing a mindset practice in the morning and having a set of core values and principles. And for me, this is very, very useful because I want to make sure that I'm working to be the man that I see in the mirror of who I can be, right? We all have this persona, this idealized image of someone that we are striving to be, our dream person, our best version of ourselves. And oftentimes, you know, I'd look at these core values and I'm like, okay, cool. What, what do I want to be for myself? I want to be strong. I want to be physically fit. I want to be of sound mind. I want to be courageous. I want to be strong. I want to be emotionally resilient. Um, I want to make sure that I am calm and responsive rather than reactive. I want to be successful, all of these things, right? We want all these core values that are important to us. You know, we want to prioritize relationships. We want to make sure that we're, are, we're spiritual. We, we do gratitude all the time, all those things. And so what you do is what I've done in the past is I've literally written down an entire list of what my core values are that I'm going to abide by every single day of my life. But I will tell you how I started doing this years ago and how I've revised it now to fit more of this growth-minded model. Now, in the past, when I've done this, what my routine ended up being is that I would do some sort of physical activity first thing in the morning to get my mind woken up, get my blood flowing, make sure that you know I'm more cognitively, cognitively aware. And then I would sit down and I would reread all of these core principles of mine every single morning. And then I would do a little journaling activity afterwards where I would just you know write to... That I wouldn't write to God for lack of a better word. Okay. And I would just journal all my thoughts for that morning, tell him what I'm thankful for. Um, and then, you know, just kind of close my eyes, pray a little bit, and then off the day that I went. And although that was great for a while, the motivation still didn't last. And I started to, you know, think about, well, although my mind was good for a while, why, why didn't it last? Why didn't it keep going? And honestly, it was because although it was a great start, it was only step one. I didn't apply step two. And I want to you know, before we get into step two, I just want to, you know, bring something to your attention. You know, when you guys are learning, what is the best way of learning? You know, often when I work with students, I, you know, I, I usually tease them about this and telling them that memorization is probably not one of the worst things you can do, but it isn't the only thing to do when preparing for an exam or when you're trying to learn material. Because oftentimes when people do this, let's say they, they, they try to cram all the information in right before an exam, what usually happens? Sure, they might know the information for the next day or so, and they might be able to sound out the best multiple choice answers on the exam, but ultimately what happens? They, they finish the exam and they forget all the material. And they didn't learn anything. And so it is the worst way to actually learn anything. Memorization is great in the short term, but you have to be able to apply it and put it into action for it to really create a long, strong, long-term memory. And so, you know, I started to relate this into, you know, how potentially doing my core value routine might not be working as well as it could. I'm not actually putting in any action. I'm not actually having any actual steps that I'm taking that day to apply those principles. I'm simply just rereading them and saying, okay, well, hopefully when I go through this day, I'm going to remember my core values. And when something happens or something triggers me, maybe I'll be good. Um, but that's, that's a failing strategy. And so we need to be able to take action because we learn by doing. And if we're going to get better, if we're going to rewire the way that we think, especially when it comes to things like negativity, we have to actually program for ourselves taking action. And so the way that I've revised my routine now is step two. 
too. After I reread everything and go through everything, then I make an actionable plan on how am I going to apply the main core values into my life today? What steps am I going to take? Where am I going to put it into my schedule? And how am I going to carry this out? Giving it an actual, tangible action. Okay. And so, for example, if let's say that one of my core values is to be more responsive and less reactive, then I'm going to write in my journal the actions that I'm going to take today in order to be less responsive, more reactive is first, be off my phone from the hours of 8 a.m. until noon. Because the more that you're on your phone, the more that you're programming your brain to be more, <clears throat> more susceptible to not being able to keep attention, not being able to keep focus. And if you're less focused, you're going to be, able, be less able to be present in the moment. You're going to have less control um, you're going to be more likely to react because you simply can't focus on one thing at a time. I mean, that's honestly the worst thing we could do in the day is start out our days first thing we wake up in the morning by scrolling through our phone. That is the worst thing you could do. You're basically setting yourself up to be more reactive and to not be able to have strong focus throughout the day. So that'd be step one that I would do. And then I would also say when I'm triggered for something, because honestly, in order to rewire the way that we react due to past traumas or past stresses, we have to reorganize it and flip the script and do a different action when that trigger occurs. So some sort of trigger occurs that usually causes me stress, anxiety, um, or some sort of negative emotion, then I'm going to make sure that I stop and pause for a second Make sure that I remember the action I'm going to take is some sort of breath work because whenever someone is triggered, that pushes you into fight or flight. And when you're in fight or flight mode and that triggers the sympathetic nervous system, you're less likely to be able to think logically. You're less likely to be able to just pause and breathe and really think things through. So what you have to do is what I have written down is every time I'm triggered, I'm going to pause. I'm going to do one to three minutes of breath work so I can control my nervous system. And then I'm going to replace that with a positive activity, whether it's reframing my mind and looking at it from a different perspective so that I can think logically and be like, oh no, the situation actually is okay. There's no threat here. There's no reason to have the anxiety. And then logically thinking through that, that will help you self-soothe yourself. And that's a positive reaction. And the more and more that you do that, you can actually change the way your brain is wired and lessen the strength of that trigger. That's neuro, that's how we, that's how we do cognitive behavioral therapy. That's how psychologists work with individuals who suffer through these types of stress and anxieties. And so, and the more and more you do this, the less the more you starve that fear and stress and the more that you strengthen that positive activity and the more that you can rewire the way that you think. That's a great way to apply your core values. Now, that was a more complex example on how you can dominate fear, but you can do this with anything as far as, okay, if one of my core values is to be more giving to people and encourage others, then today I'm going to make sure that I set the goal that I'm going to try to communicate with three people, three strangers, and I'm going to try to help them in some way that I possibly can. Right? You can do this with any of your core values, but it's best when you actually take action rather than just read it over and over and over again. And you can apply this in a strong way to any of your non-negotiables, whether your non-negotiable is physical activity, connecting better in relationships, being better listeners, whatever your non-negotiables are that are going to make you the best version of yourself. The next thing you can do when it comes to destroying a poor self-image is recognize your achievements. You know, Part of the reason why some people get hung up all the time is they forget how far they've come. You forget to give yourself credit. You forget to give yourself grace. Like look at look at your look at back at your journey sometimes, and you'll see that you've gotten through some hell. You've you've been able to get over humps and climb up hills and get up mountains. And oftentimes we forget how far we've come and how much we've actually done. Give yourself some appreciation and be like, hey, you know what? I've done some really cool things. I've done some awesome things that I had to fight through. And the fact that you're still standing means leaps and bounds. And so make sure that you remind yourself awesome and 
remind yourself often, give yourself some credit um, to you know, reward yourself for it, be like, hey, I, I really have come a long way where others might have quit a long time ago. And often doing that sometimes gives you that little bit of just a you know, punch, you know, punch in the right direction to say, hey, you know what, I'm going the right direction. And no matter what, come out of this, you know, rain or shine, I'm still here and I'm going to be able to get through this no matter what. Uh, the next thing you can do is practice. You know, when you don't, when you are unfamiliar with a skill that you're trying to learn or you're unsure of yourself, you know, the best way to get over that is to try anyway. You know, one of the best quotes that John Maxwell said as well that he was actually told from somebody else was, you know, the best way to, uh, no, this is actually Theodore Roosevelt. Theodore Roosevelt said, if someone offers you a job or offers you some sort of uh, objective for you to do, go do it and then figure out how to do it. <laughs> All right. Cause that is honestly the best way to learn is being thrown into fire. Every mentor that I've ever had has always done that to me in some sort of way. I remember the first time uh, that I learned how to teach years and years ago, um, my mentor, Dr. Chomantowski, he was the funniest guy in the world. Um, he, he came to me in, in our office that one time in the, in the little exercise physiology lab back at EKU uh, and when I was a graduate assistant. And he comes up to me and he's like, hey, Chris, have you ever taught a class before? And I'm like, no, I mean, I haven't. I mean, I've been a coach for a while, but I've never taught anything. He's like, okay, well, today you're going to learn. And I'm just like, oh, okay. And so we, we go into this, uh, we go into the classroom, we go into 216. That's, you know, right next door to the lab. And he brings up the slides. We're learning about the cardio. They're teaching about the cardiovascular system. You know, he's an exercise physiologist. So that's the type of topics that he taught. And so I'm like, okay, cool. He's like, okay, here are the slides. And, you know, you're going to go through the slide one by one. You're going to click on the, the keyboard here. And you're going you're gonna to do your best to describe what it is that's going on on the slide. Um, and you're going to just teach them the cardiovascular system. Like, you have your degree in kines, right? I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, I've learned about the cardiovascular system. Cool. He's like, so, uh, and I look at him like, okay, cool. So are you going to lead? And then, you know, maybe I do a slide just to see how you do it. And then go in, uh, back and forth and do that kind of thing. Or are you going to go the whole way? And I'm just going to observe, like, how are we going to do this? He's like, oh, no, 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 no. You're doing the whole thing. I'm going to get breakfast at McDonald's. I'll see you later. And I'm like, oh, what? <laughs> what? What are you doing? And all of a sudden, he just starts walking out the door. And he's just like, oh, yeah, this is your class now. I'm out. Peace. And he literally closes the door, locks the door, looks through the window and says, have fun. And then he walks away. And I'm, I turn around. I'm like, oh, my God. I'm like deer in headlights. I'm like, I don't know what to do. And I look around. And there's these two little girls. <laughs> who were in my class looking up at me and they're like, oh, Coach P, you're a deep shit. <laughs> I laughed so hard. But you know what? In that entire experience where although I was so fearful and I was like, oh my God, I've never done this before, it ended up being one of the best experiences of my life because although I had never really taught before that uh, in any of my experience or time, you know, I, I said, you know what, I'm just going to apply this like I do coaching. And so I went through each slide by slide, you know, just, you know, crazy scared. But at the same time, I, I tried to get the students involved and it was, it was, it ended up being a lot of fun. And it really, you know, showed me that even when you're scared, as long as you continue to take steps forward, that's going to be the absolute best way to learn. And that there's nothing to be afraid of, especially when you're trying, you know, even if you fail, the best teacher is failure, not experience. Um, and so just taking that to heart and just try anyway, even when you don't know how, and that's what is really going to build your confidence. Um, and so embrace that type of opportunity that no matter what practice is going to make perfect over time, regardless of how you feel, regardless of if you have fear in the back of your mind, just go for it anyway. And that's part of one of the probably the best 
the best pieces of advice I can give when it comes to overcoming your poor self-image. Um, and then after that, it's just planning action. And on the opposite side, looking that everything has value, regardless of how big and scary it might be or whether a negative event occurs, you know, try to find the value in everything. Change your perspective often. And this goes right into the second confidence killer, which is fear. And, you know, I gave a talk on fear uh, a couple of weeks ago in, in another podcast episode. Um, and part of the thing about fear that Ryan Holiday describes is they are simply fear manifestations of your mind. They are not real. Um, usually what we fear is something that is completely misconstrued from our mind. Fear is developed by our mind. It is not who we really are. Who we really are usually doesn't get a say when we're overwhelmed by these scary, fearful thoughts that we have because it's all fight or flight. It's all make believe. You know, oftentimes we make more out of a situation than what it really is. And so I really want to encourage you that every time you feel fear, you abide by some of the same types of advice that I just gave earlier when some sort of trigger occurs with you, when, when you get scared or when you have that fear about something, uh, first pause and breathe, get your body into a better mindset through your physiology. Try to bring your breath down and slow. Try to do some diaphragmatic breathing, some deep breath work for one to three minutes or so to get your sympathetic nervous system to get more into balance and get more into a, for lack of a better word, a chill state, get into that parasympathetic Get into that parasympathetic state. It's going to let you think more clearly because when you're fight or flight, literally the executive functioning of your brain is literally cut off. You're not able to think clearly that way. And so I want to encourage you to, from that point on, then rewire yourself, reframe the situation, look at it and really break it apart for what it is. Okay. So if you have a big project that you have to do that you're uncomfortable with, or that it's a brand new topic, or, and it kind of scares you a little bit, you know, break it down into bigger pieces. Be like, Oh, okay. This seven page paper is simply just uh, a couple of paragraphs here and there and multiple different topics. It's, it's a review of literature. It's a background. It's how do I uh, program exercise for this population? What is the prevalence of the disease in this population in the United States? And so on and so forth. You break it down into so many small pieces, and then you realize it's not really that big of a monster at all. And you apply this to all different types of fear and all different types of things, all different types of feelings that you might have. Reframe it. Do a completely 180. And instead of thinking about all the negative, think about all the positive and try to reframe it into a sense that eases your mind. And then over time, as you continue to do that practice, that's what's going to help rewire you. That's what's going to help you starve the fear and continue to feed the optimistic side, continue to feed the confident side. When you starve the fear, you become more confident. Um, and that's the best way to get through fear in addition to taking action and regardless of the situation, pushing forward, going through the fire. Uh, and then the last confidence killer, number three, is what people think, all right? This is probably one of the most debilitating things, especially when it comes to social media and everyone being so obsessed with the outside of themselves rather than the inside. And from a most recent talk I gave on the iceberg principle when it comes to leadership, 10% of what people see 
in what in what is counts is on the outside, is on the top of the iceberg. Where the real foundation, what's going to get you through stressful times and challenges, what's going to take you to success, what's going to help you build up other people, what's going to help you change the world is the 90% that's underneath the surface. The foundation that makes you you, your character, your amount of self-discipline, your self-image, your ability to overcome challenge, your emotional stability. All of these things are so much more important than what is on the outside. And if that underneath, that 90% that's underneath the iceberg, the 90% that's underneath your skin, if that is not well developed, if that is not strong, you will continually become victim to what other people think. And at the end of the day, who cares what other people think? You know, the, the biggest thing that gets in the way of you being who you truly are is giving two craps about what the other person on the other side thinks of you. At the end of the day, the only thing that matters is what you think of yourself. You're the one who has to spend the majority of your life with you, you and you alone, not, not your girlfriend, not your boyfriend, not your mother and father, not your brother and sisters, not the person on Instagram who started hounding you and you don't even know who that person is. And they just got all these crazy ass haters online, like all, all this stuff. All right. The, the people next door, who cares? All right. You have to do what is best for you. You have to be you. And as soon as you realize that and let go of needing that validation from others to be happy, you will be 10 times more happier than you could have ever thought possible. And then you will truly be able to lead not only yourself, but also lead others in the best way possible. And this is where we come into the next biggest aspect of what I want you guys to cultivate and think about as you're doing these non-negotiables is courage. And one of the biggest quotes that I love from John Maxwell when he talks about courage is the definition of courage is courage is the willingness to let go of the familiar. And as soon as you let go of the familiar, that is the one thing that holds you back from genuinely being 100% who you were meant to be that will allow you to be successful. And think of it this way. Um, Oftentimes, when we get really good at the next stage, we get really comfortable where we are. Okay, we say, okay, I did some hard work. Now I'm here and I just want to kind of chill for a while. And the problem with that is we become complacent and we become content. And when we become complacent, that is the death of creativity. That is the death of pushing forward and the death of growth. And what we really need to realize is that it is the comfort that will kill our soul. We have to continually be growing. We have to continually challenging ourselves if we want to be successful, if we want to be more, if we want to lead others, if we want the extraordinary lifestyle, if we want more out of our life, we have to keep going. We cannot stay. We cannot be stuck in the familiar all the time because that is truly going to hold us back forever like a tether to a rope that is spiked into the ground 30 feet under the ground that won't let you move forward. We have to be able to let go of what's familiar. We have to be able to challenge ourselves. If you know that there is something keeping you from eating healthy and you continually to buy the things and put the things in the cupboard that you know is not good for you, but you continue to buy it anyway, you are tethering yourself to an environment that will never allow you for success in health and fitness. If you are trying to get better at being less stressed out and over anxious. And you know that being on your phone late at night is destroying your sleep and not getting enough emotional resilience. And yet you continue to do so 
you are continuing to be comfort, comfortable in the familiar. You are not letting go. You're not challenging yourself to leave the phone outside the room or to only have specific times a day that you look at it. You're not willing to do what is necessary to be the best version of yourself. So many people talk high and mighty all the time how they want to be the best version of themselves. They want to be the hero. They want to be extraordinary. They want to do all that they can. They want to be a one percenter. They want to be super successful, but they're not willing to do what it takes to do it. And so that's really what it comes down to is you're too comfortable with what feels good right now. And by making that mistake of doing what you think is right is actually keeping you from what is right. And we have to really, really be humble and honest with ourselves that the majority of the time, the reason why you're not where you want to be isn't because of anybody else. Isn't because of your mom and dad and how they raised you. Isn't because of your circumstances. Isn't because of that breakup or isn't because of what that person said. It is you. You are the reason why you are not where you want to be. You need to show up every single day and fight enemies in order to build yourself up. And I'm not talking about other people. The biggest enemies that you will fight are the ones that are underneath the surface, the ones that are on your mind, the enemies of insecurity, sadness, depression, validation, or the, the, the needing to have an escape. Those are going to be your enemies every single day. And as long as you show up and you have discipline and you realize that you are your greatest enemy and you show up to fight those things every single day, to be at your best and to apply discipline, you're amount of success will know no bounds. And you will truly, truly be able to achieve more than you ever thought possible. So I'm going to leave you with this as far as tackling your non-negotiables this week and forever. Make sure that you are aware of these confidence killers. Make sure that you have a plan in place. Make sure that you not only set your goals, but continuously look at life from a growth perspective and always wanting more and always wanting to go further. Always being sure to look back on your achievements, but understanding that practicing constantly, going through the fire and taking the right action through application is what's going to get you from point A to point B to C all the way to Z and on and on and on. We must take action every single day. We can only say nice things ever so often. Your jobs are not to be nice. Your jobs are to do what is right. And that right is the hard way. And it's the hard way that makes life worthwhile. Get some confidence. Build it day by day. Have courage. Let go of what's comfortable and be more than you ever thought you could be. This has been Coach P. And we'll see you in the next one. Coach P's out. If you want to work with us and becoming the best version of yourself, be sure to check our coaching application down in the bio to get more information about how to get the best in fitness and nutrition coaching from the Evolve Coaches. Be sure to check out all of our information and great content we put out every single day on our Instagram and our Facebook group. Be sure to check us out on EvolveHealthAndPerformance.com for more information and keep tuning in to the Evolved Athlete Podcast for the best in everything fitness, nutrition, and becoming the best version of yourself. We'll see you in the next one. Evolve Team out.